The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. As you begin your spiritual journey, you are often told what to do and receive advice on which path to follow. But as you move along, eventually you need to become your own guide. Progress can be difficult at times, but once you reach new levels of awareness, the inner vistas are spectacular. Welcome to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us. Your guide and companion is Giles Asselin. Come join us now on this path of exploration. Here is your host, Giles Asselin. Good afternoon, everyone. Good evening. Good morning. Uh, this is Jill again. Welcome or welcome back. Uh, many thanks to you for listening and for being there today. If you listen live, uh, wherever you are in the world, thank you. I uh, recently came back from a trip. I wasn't around last week uh, when we had uh, our friend Scott Smith on the air. And uh, so I was in, a, in the northwest of the U.S., near Seattle, for about a, a good 10 days. And I came back on Friday, on Sunday, last Sunday, taking a, taking a red eye. So it's been um, an interesting process of getting back to normal and at the same time preparing for this show. And um, I wanted to say just a few words about uh, last week's show. I hope you had a chance to listen to Scott and uh, my interview of him. Um, I had a session with him two days ago. Usually uh, it's um, every other week, but I have one session just now. And um, it was good. Uh, it was good, and we do a lot of, as usual, we do a lot of clearing and cleansing. Uh, it's interesting because he says that different people come to him for many different reasons, and sometimes they have a very specific need, or sometimes they don't have a need, and they just, you know, express to, to him what, what they would like to work on. And with him, in my own case, I've been working since the very beginning, since last July, uh, about clearing and cleansing, you know, doing a lot of inner work. And that's very much spelunking, uh, except, um, again, I don't know exactly what is being spelunked in a sense, what is being removed. He explains to me, but I, I don't have the, um, how do you call that, the power or, or the vision or the, the, the insight to look at what's being done. And especially when he, he, he takes care of some um, karmic imprints, you know, things that have been there for ages and eons. And uh, I'm certainly very grateful for, for the work which is being done. But uh, I think it's an interesting process that requires in the first place, you know, regardless of who you work with, I think it requires a lot of trust. And it's something you can't have you know, right from the beginning and it needs to be built. And the more you feel uh, comfortable with the person, the more you can ask. And one thing also I like very much um, with him is like the first... 15, 20 minutes of the session um, is always spent, you know, chit-chatting about life, how things are going, you know. It's like uh, taking the temperature in a sense. 
and it's not we don't dive right in into into the work so there's a there's a time of reconnecting which is very valuable to me because uh, i can learn things about him or he can learn things about me or you know he can um scan me like he says and see what what needs to be done so i think it's very important um to do this kind of work for a person again that you trust and most of the people I worked in the past where uh, sessions were one hour, so it tends to be more quote unquote business like and um, one hour is pretty short you know fifty five minutes and um, uh, you need to to dive right in and, and to do the work when when you have a bit more time to to come on board in a sense within a session I think it's very um it's very beneficial. It's very pleasant, and and Scott is not concerned about time either, which is uh, you know we end about after an hour and a half or after an hour and forty minutes. It um, doesn't have a clock. It doesn't go by the clock, which is very unusual. I mean, if you especially if you work with business coach, business coaches, um, it's a uh, it's a very different uh, ball game in a sense. So thank you very much for listening to the show last week. I wish you I wish you a good journey with yourself or whomever you you're working with um i i found it very um very beneficial very useful again to have someone uh, close by so today's theme i wanted to there's two things i wanted to talk about today the first one is the vicissitudes uh, les vicissitudes of life um which is pretty much the ups and downs that we go through in different phases different times periods that when we feel more alert more upbeat and some when we are a bit more down and uh, maybe we don't quite know where we are excuse me and so that's one thing i wanted to talk about for the next uh, few minutes and after that also i wanted to 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 honor in a sense um the upcoming full moon uh, which is um happening i think on sunday sunday evening in the u.s uh, so 11:45 p.m. 11:42 p.m. Uh, New York time, and then obviously um, uh, May 4th in the rest of the world. And uh, this is all called so-called Vesak Day. Vesak is spelled W-E-S-A-K, and it's a very large Buddhist uh, holiday, uh, obviously celebrated in Buddhist uh, countries like in Southeast Asia. But I wanted to share with you a message uh, re- uh, related to to Vesak from. Um, from Master Joel Cool, I've never done that on the show yet, but I think it's very important that um, he talks about both the, the blood moon that I addressed about four weeks ago, uh, April's full moon, and then the period in between when it's, I think it's very important to, um, to consider what needs to be purged, what needs to be released. I think it's, a, it's a, quite a, an exceptional window of time uh, in this transition period while well, moving towards the a more uh, golden age in a sense if you wish uh, it's an, a window of opportunity to to release a lot of things and uh, i was thinking about the show today and i thought maybe the first question i should ask the audience is have you been challenged have you been you know have you been going through difficult times in the past few weeks in the past few days and uh, for me, at times, it was pretty, um, pretty rough. I was on the grill, in a sense. And, um, and that's fine. I mean, it's not like I was uh, completely off balance. Um, but it's a, it's a good time, again, to, to reflect, um, to see what needs to be done, what needs to be released, um, 
what needs to be removed. Uh, I, I do a meditation at the moment um, when I call forth the violet flame and the golden flame, flame that are, the violet flame comes from the Master Saint-Germain, Saint-Germain. And uh, I use these flames and other things to purify myself and to let go of things I don't need in my life. And these are not uh, weights in a sense. You can't weigh those things, but um, the things we need to release are you know, thoughts, uh, concerns, uh, my judgment, which is still there sometime from when I go see people that I don't um, quite like, you know, my judging antenna, so to speak, is there. And I'm much more uh, aware of that since the beginning of the show, since January, especially when I could, uh, the light was blinking so, so, so brilliantly. And um, it's something I pay, I pay attention to, you know, when I see someone that I don't like physically or psychologically, I mean, I can tell that um, my attitude is a bit different. And I'm very careful about moving to one direction, moving towards one direction, but not so much into the judgment uh, trap which is, uh, as I said earlier, it's very detrimental. You know, obviously we're not sending um, love and light to the people we judge, uh, providing we judge them uh, negatively. But in my case, I was talking about negative judgments towards people. So um, this is what I mean by vicissitude, you know, the kind of things that are coming your way and... and uh, some of them you don't really like, and some of them have been with us for, for a long, long time. And possibly now is a better, is a better time to let them go and, um, again, reflect on what needs to be dusted, in a sense, you know, swept away. Uh, we're moving towards um, an interesting period, I think. Uh, in 2017, it's supposed to be the, the golden age, uh, predicted... Um, 2,500 years after the death of the Buddha, and it falls into 2017. So one of the questions I had as well, so is, um, and Max Dual had that question for us, is how do we prepare ourselves for this time when, um, when things will be very different, will be, the word that comes to mind, things will be much lighter and brighter on uh, every corner of the world. I mean, we see still so much... Uh, Riots, you know, earthquakes in Nepal, so many people suffering physically, psychologically, um, being moved, being deported. I mean, I see so much uh, war and turmoil, I guess. And how can we, if we want to, how do we make sense of that? Is the earth going through a process as well? And that's, um, that's the kind of question I ask myself from time to time. And um, in regard to these vicissitudes, um, to these ups and downs, I think it's, to me, I think it's important to try to find a sense of balance, meaning that when things are not going so well, um, we question ourselves or we doubt. I guess doubt is a very common, common thing. Uh, instead of going very much into the bottom, we, we, we're able to... I wouldn't say to cover ourselves, but in a sense to, to coach ourselves and go somewhat down, but not, you know, not so much to the very bottom. And the same thing when good things happen, when you have good news, win the lottery or whatever, um, we, we feel good, but yet we are not in the 30-second sky, if you see what I mean. We are not elated. 
because it doesn't serve much of a purpose. And, and all these, you know, emotions are still coming from our lower self. And I think the more we have to, the more we can balance these emotions, not so strong on one side and not so strong on the other, I think the better off we are. And it's very much the same process when we try to balance um, what comes from the mind, from the lower self, and what comes from the heart, what comes from the soul. Uh, there needs to be a, a, some sort of a teamwork in here that needs to, that needs to happen. And um, in regards to that, I've been saying constantly that it's important. The spelunking doesn't take much time, but I think it's important to stop, even if it's for a few seconds, and to reflect on what goes on and the way our emotions flare up. Uh, are these big emotions, or is this an emotion here that I've never had, positive or negative? Or is this a situation where I had an emotion, a strong one, maybe two years ago, and now it's so much better that I don't even notice it. And I had a very tiny experience yesterday morning um, at Dunkin' Donuts. We go to Dunkin' Donuts right after the gym on Wednesday morning. It's um, a good place of ours, and I mentioned it already. And um, at some point, our son, we were the three of us, my wife, our son, and, and myself, and uh, my son was next to me, and at some point he came onto my lap, and he was playing, and uh, he was lying down on my lap, his face down. And at some point, I, I grabbed my cup of coffee, a cup of coffee, and I brought it to my mouth. And of course, that's the time when he decided to, to stand up. And the cup of coffee went in two different directions. There were coffee on, a, on his, on his T-shirt, on his hair on my jeans and quite a bit on the floor as well. And I was able to observe, I was able to spelunk for a few milliseconds and I couldn't sense any anger. And I can tell you very easily that maybe two years ago, I don't know about one year ago, but three years ago, I would have been very pissed, very, very much pissed because, you know, why can't you, you know, behave yourself, you know, even if you're a five-year-old? I mean, it's, it's not acceptable and you mess up the place. And I, again, that, that moment in time, which was so brief, I was searching for the anger because I knew it had been there before. I knew it was part of my life and anger was not there. And so I was very surprised and, and pleasantly so. And that has happened to me uh, a number of times, you know, when, when that's how you, you, I wouldn't say the word measure, but that's how you assess, you know, your progress on the path. Um, and I think it's very important to realize that there's ways um, where you can, um, you can measure things. So that's what I did. And um, again, it was very... Um, very useful, very interesting to me to, you know, an emotion which was there and pretty potent uh, a few years ago is no longer there. And I, I wanted to mention also something else. Um, coming back after our trip on Sunday, you know, we were pretty tired, jet lagged. And on Monday and Tuesday, I wasn't feeling well. I wasn't, for whatever reason, I wasn't, I wasn't uh, difficulty falling asleep. And, and Tuesday afternoon, I was feeling a bit bluesy. Um, I was really feeling a, a bit down, and it's like, you know, we had a purpose for the trip, and uh, the purpose was not 
successful in a sense. I mean, meaning our life will go in a different direction, which is uh, just fine. But I was maybe a bit of disappointment. I don't know. Uh, we had invested quite a bit of energy and time into this trip. And so I was feeling down on Tuesday afternoon. And um, I know I look at it and that's just the way it is. And okay. And then I go to pick up our son at the daycare. And I go into a room. They tend to combine the kids uh, later in the evening. And there were younger kids, like maybe two-year-old and three-year-old together with our son and another child. And, and somehow we started playing. And the game we played is tickle. So I started tickling the boys, the girls. I mean, uh, just a few fingers here and there. And uh, it was very pleasant, very joyful. And at some point, one boy or one girl, I don't know, picked up a book. And he said, can you read the book to us? And it was a book about a mouse eating a strawberry. And I read the book, and there were four or five kids around me just giggling and, and so joyful. And uh, it was a very, a very delicious moment, a very precious moment. And, and also a very simple moment. You know, we realize that joy emerges in the middle of very simple circumstances. We are not, you know, it's not a, a situation where you have to invest a lot of money or, you know, spend uh, time with important people. You know, the most simplest uh, pleasures and the most innocent people, children, you know, can give you so much joy. And, and I, I think I said there for about 20, 25 minutes until almost every child was gone um, in the daycare and it was time to go home. And, and what I realized also then is like I was losing myself in a sense. Myself, my, sen my sense of self, sorry, was gone because I was so much invested in what I was doing. I was so much invested into, you know, bringing joy to these kids and helping them. They couldn't read, of course, but helping them with the, the story. And I was a bit, I was, I was reading the book. I was making up the story as well. And there was so much, you know, so much smile on their faces. And they were moving around and, and giggling and playing. And it's like, it was, um, again, a very, a very precious time. And, uh, and a time, again, that doesn't cost anything. And uh, again, the, the, the small realization that I had then in terms of spelunking is like, I was out of my self. I was out of my ego self. I wasn't there for myself. I had no specific goal. I mean, what I did and what happened was totally unexpected. And I was very appreciative at the same time because it, it took me out of my, I would say, my, my mood, my unpleasant mood. And I realized that, um, you know, it's something we need to do when we um, are not feeling our best. And it's just, again, it's just fine. It's part of life. And it's... Um, it's vicissitudes in a sense, and uh, there's nothing to, to worry about, except if you go into a deep depression, then you may need to see a, a therapist and a specialist, I guess. Uh, there's obviously uh, situations that require a higher level of care, but it's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking, again, back to these uh, vicissitudes, these, these moments of life when we don't feel as good or we feel better than, than usual in a sense. And... Um, it's good to you know to be with people and, and to to give something of ourselves to others, and it could be you know there's so many situations and so many opportunities to give of ourselves. Um, 
I mean, volunteer work, of course, but um, so many simple situations. It's just a smile or going out and picking up uh, someone's garbage bin when it's garbage day. I mean, I don't need to tell you what's possible, but um, I think it's, um, you know, it depends on what goes on. And um, also wanted to mention in, in the relation to these vicissitudes um, and possibly to darker episodes that we experience in life. I think I mentioned um, maybe a month and a month and a half ago, I talked about the dark night of my soul when I was living in Wisconsin and went through a very difficult period when uh, the flow of my life uh, suddenly collapsed and there was no more flow. So I couldn't, I, I had no more stability. I thought my, my life was, um, was gone. I mean, it's like it was totally dark in the tunnel. And again, this is not the, what I, I mean by vicissitudes, I guess. Vicissitudes is more like the smaller ups and downs. Um, but talking about the darker moments of life, I have a book in my hand here by um, someone called uh, Karl Fried Graf Durkheim. And he's a German philosopher um, who lived during the 20th century, I think during the Second World War. He traveled to Japan and was uh, even imprisoned in Japan. And he, he learned the, um, the art of archery uh, in Japan along with uh, Zen. And he combined his Western philosophy with, uh, with Zen. And uh, he has a book called The Path of Initiation. And the subtitle is An Introduction to the Life and Thought of Carfield Graf Durkheim. And the reason why I mention him now um, is because his philosophy, when we go through dark moments... Uh, is to go through them. And I've heard that many, many times. It's, there's no way out in a sense. There's a reason why these things happen in our life. And they are also there to be experienced. I think it's very important, of course, to have the adequate um, support system. You know, people around you that can support you, which was the case when that happened to me 20-some years ago in Wisconsin. But at the same time, you know, it's like... We don't want to miss any, any piece of it, in a sense. And, and I think it's important to, um, to go for whatever is being offered to us. Um, I'm not sure we're always fully conscious uh, of what goes on, especially when we're in a very bottom uh, part of our lives. But um, there's value in everything we do. And what I, what I can think of, you know, uh, again, going back to this uh, metaphor of spelunking, we're in a very deep cave, in a sense, where there doesn't seem to be any kind of light. And, and possibly, you can imagine, it may be a, a deeper part of ourselves. Where we are opening up a road to a, a deeper exploration, in a sense, a deeper sense of being, a deeper sense of beingness. So there's a lot of value out there that we can um, eventually, you know, uh, grab. Uh, and um, so that's what I wanted to mention um, in terms of the vicissitudes. Um, again, a very, a very beneficial time at the moment, um, possibly until this coming uh, full moon, the full moon of the month of May. And right after the break, I wanted you, um, us to listen to um, a message from Master Joal, Joal Cole, uh, given through Kathleen Kingdon. And she's part of the, 
an organization that uh, is called the Vajra Flame Foundation. And I'm a member of that organization and I attended a couple of seminars with uh, Kathleen and Master Joal. The most uh, epic, in a sense, was last October when I mentioned, uh, mentioned to you already my um, forgiveness experience when I forgave my father and forgave myself in the process. And um, you will be talking about um, both, again, the, the blood moon that happened about four weeks ago. So keep that for yourself. And maybe if you can recall what happened at the time, if you maybe saw the eclipse, the lunar eclipse. And, and more especially, um, it's going to talk about Vesak. You know, Vesak, uh, again, this Buddhist celebration. Uh, it's really a holiday that celebrates the life, the life of the Buddha. I thought it was mostly about the birthday of, of, of Buddha, of Gautama Buddha. But uh, it's also about his enlightenment and also about his passing, uh, the way he passed at the age of 80-something, very, um, very quietly. While, uh, he knew that his, his death, his hand was coming. And he came to visit uh, some of his uh, longtime friends and he was surrounded by a few of his disciples. And he gave his last instructions and then he peacefully passed away. And so this... Um, this coming Vesak is a, is a way to celebrate um, the Buddha. Even though you're not Buddhist, it doesn't really matter. Energies are available, and you may want to, to make the best use of them. Uh, I don't consider myself a Buddhist anymore, but yet um, I would happily uh, listen to just anything that brings me comfort and, and, um, and possibly joy. And so... Uh, the file is about 17 minutes, and again, uh, and at the end of the file, um, Master Joel will mention a video, a video you can watch, and I will give you a reference for that uh, video. Um, and if you want to, to watch it, you can, uh, as much as possible, as, as close as possible to the full moon. So sometime uh, on Sunday or Monday, depending on your time zone, but uh, when you're very close to the, to the full moon. And again, the full moon is at uh, 3.40 um, universal time, 3.40 a.m. universal time. So thank you very much. And uh, I will see you after the break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Now there's a new destination for video content. VoiceAmerica.tv. Just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7. VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. 
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. are listening to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us with Giles Asselin. To reach the program, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to seeking at nurturingthegift.org. Now, back to the program. Beloved students, I greet all of you in preparation for two upcoming astrological events. I'm speaking, of course, about the full moons in April and May. April's full moon on the fourth of the month turns out to be a blood moon, a total eclipse of the moon. May's moon is Vesak, or Wisak, as you say here in the West, And it also will fall on the fourth day of May. It is the point each year when the Buddha's energies return to earth. On the brilliance of the full moon, he makes his way into the hearts of all who will receive him, bringing countless blessings of healing and regeneration. Vesak has been celebrated in Asian countries ever since the Buddha vacated his physical incarnation. People look forward to this high holy day with inner purpose and, well, determination to live and embody his wisdom teachings in an ever-expanding manner. Indeed, the night skies are providing much to ponder and integrate this year, aren't they? And I trust you can uh, all truly sense the dawning of this new age. Now, I know things continue to appear quite chaotic on planet Earth, so I will simply invite you to look beyond the blatant displays of power that are so prevalent today. Look instead to the predicted return of the Buddha on the 2017 full moon of Vesak. Indeed, this event may be significant enough to actually shift, well, slightly, the relationship of Earth to the Sun. That shift will serve as a force for collective purification on Earth. For this reason, it's probably a good idea to begin now preparing for return of a fuller measure of the Buddha's energetic field. Now, of course, we cannot say what this will mean exactly for the whole of humanity, but the event is certainly arriving at a timely point on planet Earth. Even though we are looking at a cosmic event that is still two years away, please believe me when I say it is definitely not too early to begin your personal purification process. Now, uh, I want to say a bit about each of these lunar events, so uh, let's begin with April's blood moon. As you probably remember from a few months ago, a blood moon is a total lunar eclipse 
meaning that Earth's shadow draws over a full moon and temporarily blocks sunlight from illuminating the moon's surface as it normally does. Now, perhaps you remember from uh, your school science classes that total lunar eclipses are somewhat rare in the scope of lunar events, while certainly not an unknown phenomenon by any means, they only occur once in every three lunar eclipses. Now, while lunar eclipses do not uh, occur at regularly specified intervals, there's an interesting phenomenon known as a lunar tetrad. And this is a series of four total lunar eclipses occurring as a kind of astrological package When this happens, these blood moons occur six months apart. Now, this particular lunar tetrad began with the blood moon that occurred on the 15th of April in 2014. It was followed by another on the 8th of October 2014, and the remaining two will fall on the 4th of April and the 28th of September this year. Interestingly enough, all four total lunar eclipses will be visible from much of North America. Now, if you check with NASA, you will learn that the current century, and that's 2001 to 2100, will host eight lunar tetrads. The first took place in 2003, and the floor the four blood moons spanning between 2014 and 2015 will be the second tetrad. Now, it's only been in recent years that this term blood moon has been used to, uh, or applied to, you might say, total lunar eclipses. When the Earth eclipses a full moon, the direct sunlight is blocked, although some of the sun's rays do travel through Earth's atmosphere and, and do fall on the moon's surface. Interestingly enough, if Earth did not have an atmosphere, the moon would be completely black and utterly invisible in total eclipses. However, the light that passes through Earth's atmosphere can cause the eclipsed moon to appear reddish-brown in color, and this is the reason for the term blood moon. Now, what's interesting about this eclipse is that it will be the shortest total lunar eclipse of the 21st century. The full eclipse will last fewer than five minutes, From the beginning to the end, the entire eclipsing process will last for only three and a half hours, which is also a shorter duration than uh, we would normally expect. The eclipse will be visible in uh, the more westerly regions of North and South America and the eastern regions of Asia and Australia. Now, if you're headed for either the Arctic or Antarctica, I'm happy to report that you should be able to view the event from both ice caps. Now, those of you in Alaska should have exceptional viewing, and you'll be able to watch the entire event if you choose. Now, this is also true for New Zealand and Fiji, as well as the northeasternmost parts of Russia. 
In eastern Australia, the penumbral shadow begins at 8.01 p.m. In New Zealand, it begins at 10.01 p.m. and at 12.01 a.m. in Hawaii. In Alaska, the penumbral shadow begins at 1.01 a.m. and the partial eclipse will begin at 2.16 and the total eclipse begins at 3.58. However, you'd, you'd better not be late since uh, the moon will be fully eclipsed only two minutes later and it will remain so for only another three minutes. Then the partial eclipse will return and will last until 5.45. By 6.59, the penumbral shadow recedes and the event is over. Now, unfortunately for those of you in Europe, all this will be taking place during your daylight hours. In North America, those living in the Pacific time zone will just simply follow the Alaskan times that I gave only an hour later. However, the moon should set before the completion of the latter penumbral phase is complete. Likewise, in mountain uh, time zone, the total eclipse will end at 6.03 a.m., but the moon will set shortly thereafter, not allowing a view of uh, the final partial eclipse and the penumbral phases. The central and eastern zones will only see the beginning penumbral phase and, uh, well, maybe the early partial eclipse since the moon will set before the total eclipse occurs. Now, as some of you already know, eclipses in general indicate a time of change and they set the stage for a new beginning. You see... As Earth moves between the sun and the moon, their natural opposition is broken. You could say that Earth temporarily interrupts the current flowing between them. Now, at a personal level, lunar eclipses are generally considered to bring an end to some energetic configuration that has been in place since the preceding lunar eclipse. In this case, however, occurring only a month before Vesak, we might wonder if what is being cleared could be some of the untoward Piscean energies. Now, the moon will be in the constellation of Libra, and that's an alignment that typically triggers a need for balance and, and partnership. Yet if we look to the greater planetary whole, we can see that the closing of the old era has fostered anything but balance and a workable partnership. So perhaps April's total lunar eclipse has the potential to open a cosmic door for the return of the Buddha's energies and blessings in May. Now, um, humans who can see this opportunity and can hold this particular interpretation can significantly strengthen the relational partnership of these two events. So in preparation for the eclipse, it is probably a good idea for each of you, um, uh, well, to look at your own life and designate the patterns and habits you would like to have completed or, or perhaps dissolved. Do some 
intention setting for any uh, inner house cleaning you'd like and, and then see it through. Now, ultimately, I think you will be glad that you did this. Then I would ask a particular favor of all of you who are willing to support the work of the spiritual plane. For a week prior to the lunar eclipse, please meditate with your full intentional force on Earth's completion of the Piscean Age. As creative, intentional agents of spiritual evolution on Earth, use your strongest concentration to dissolve the power over scenarios that have uh, come to be seen as, well, normal in so many regions of Earth. Through your visualizations, dissolve all remnants of warring mentality. Dissipate all forms of abuse and denigration. Further, dismantle all overreaches of authority and disperse the many forms of corporate greed to the winds of change. Now, uh, I know that may sound a bit grandiose and uh, certainly idealistic, so I don't want you to be attached to the outcomes you visualize. Yet I do want you to fully engage in this important cleanup project. After mentally clearing away all these destructive habits and tendencies, plant abundantly seeds of loving kindness and generosity. Plant them in the field of potentiality for a new earth. Do all this first in meditation. Then reenact it in your everyday life as well. Oh, yes, there will still remain an energetic connection between Earth and the constellation of Pisces, but let this connection engender the higher Piscean energies, such as loyalty, sensitivity, compassion, creativity, and, well, intuitiveness. Pulling in these Piscean energies cannot only reconstitute the planetary aura. It can engender receptivity for the coming Vesic celebrations between now and 2017. Now, I know that all of you are busily addressing all the shifts and changes 2014 and the first quarter of 2015 have placed before you. However, I trust that you can also see the potentially transformational elements the full moons of April and May are presenting. Were these two events several months apart, their relative partnering capacity would not be high on any probability scale. Yet given they are adjacent occurrences, their individual fields of potentiality can be overlain quite neatly. As we get closer to Vesak, I will release the video clip of the ceremony I did at the Wiesak Festival last year in Mount Shasta. Now, it has recently been put into a YouTube format for, her, uh, for your easy viewing. 
The ceremony is about 22 minutes in duration, and I'm asking that you do the ceremony in your own time zone when the moon is bright and full on the 4th of May. It doesn't have to be at the exact moment of the full moon, just when you see the full moon being brightest and uh, most radiant. It will be helpful if you do this ceremony with another person, since toward the end, each person will need a partner. So feel free to invite your entire spiritual group to join you for this ceremony. You know, together, we want to evoke a living presence of the Buddha field. Now, at one point in the recording, you'll hear me note that the year is 2014, When you hear this, just mentally substitute the year 2015. Indeed, the ceremony is the same every year in the Himalayas. Now, of course, different Asian cultures have different ceremonies, but the one I give is similar to the way in which I was taught to celebrate Vesak. I think you will find uh, that it's a powerful ceremony, particularly if you allow yourself to be immersed in the energy and the visualization. We will, of course, be collectively drawing the energies of the Buddha to an earth field that sorely needs this potent vibratory injection. What's more, and perhaps even more importantly, we will be welcoming not only the energy field of the historical Buddha, but also the presence of a rising Buddha nature in all sentient beings. So please join me in this rare and profound opportunity to increase the spiritual light of planet Earth. In your visualizations, see rainbow light surrounding earth, permeating the phenomenal realm, and softening the hearts and minds of sentient beings everywhere on planet earth. I so look forward to our high ceremony, and I wish all of you immense healing from the cosmic Buddha realm. I thank you. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You 
are listening to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us with Giles Asselin. To reach the program, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to seeking at nurturingthegift.org. Now, back to the program. Hello, this is Jill again. Thank you very much for listening again. And um, I hope you enjoyed this little uh, message from Master Joal. Um, quite, um, quite interesting, you know, a lot of, um, I wouldn't say advice, but, you know, good timing for doing a lot of things and preparing for the future. And, uh, again, it's a very pregnant time in terms of, um, dissolving some unpleasant and, and, um, unnecessary energies that have been around for ages, for centuries, for millennia, as you mentioned, uh, uh, as Kathleen mentioned, uh, energies like, you know, power over um, authority and greed. And I think, uh, and I think it's, a, it's a good thing at the same time to think about ourselves, how these energies are being reflected in, in who we are and what is it that we want to let go? What is it that we want to dissolve? And what is the kind of field that we want to plant now um, moving forward? It doesn't have to be, could start this coming Sunday, but it doesn't have to. I mean, you can start just about any time. I mean, and, and so, um, so I wanted to give you the reference for the video. It's if you go to YouTube, it's very easy. It says Kathleen Kingdon Water Ceremony. Kathleen, K-A-T-H-L-Y-N, Kingdon, K-I-N-G, D-O-N, water ceremony. Kathleen Kingdon, water ceremony. And she said um, it takes about 22 minutes. And the only thing you need is a glass of water. You need to have a glass of water filled in front of you. And I don't want to say too much, but uh, like she said, it's good to have a partner. And towards the end, after maybe 15 minutes, uh, she will ask to, to, uh, to choose a partner and to exchange blessings. So that's why it's important to have someone if you can. If not, when I listened to the video a couple of days ago, I exchanged blessings with uh, Kathleen. So you can do that as well. I mean, and, and it's, um, again, it's, it's, it's a way of opening ourselves. It's a way of uh, inviting those new energies into the earth. But also, as she said, for just about every sentient beings on earth. I mean, we are all here to benefit. And... Um, it's a new sense of awareness that we need to have that uh, we are all in this together. Uh, this is not a new thing, but I guess it's it's becoming more and more, um, I wouldn't say true, but uh, more and more the case in a sense that the way, the direction we are moving forward to is, is, uh, is more imbued with feminine energies like what she mentioned in terms of trust, loyalty, uh, friendship. Um, these are more, they are not so uh, patriarchal in nature. They are much more into cooperation and, and teamwork and, and, uh, and doing things together for the benefit of a greater being, a greater whole, I guess. So I think it's important that we, we keep that in mind. And um, the other thing I wanted to say, which goes very much along the same line, uh, every week I listen to uh, or read a few uh, spiritual channel messages 
And one I'm very uh, familiar with is one from Master Ilarion, H-I-L-A-R-I-O-N, and um, is channeled by a, a woman called Marlene. And it, this it always comes up on, on Sunday. So you have a message that was from Sunday to the following Saturday. And in this uh, past Sunday's message, I found a paragraph that really you know, matches the time where we are now and also echoes the words of Master Joal. So I will, um, and if you are listening today, I think there must be a reason for that uh, because it talks about the process we are going through, the process the earth uh, is going through. So I will read that paragraph, uh, share it with you. Um, it says, throughout earth's history, its surface crust has been altered many times and this is a process that is more prevalent at the end of certain cosmic cycles, which is the case now. The cosmic alignments create changes which open the doorways to new beginnings and such is a time that is now upon you. You are here now and we are deemed capable of going through this process by utilizing the wisdom and knowledge you have accumulated and gained throughout the ages to aid you in riding through it. You have within you all that you need to emerge victorious. Place a star of love over each of these areas and set the intention that the love and healing this star radiates will be maintained and sustained at all times to offer healing and balancing to everyone within its radius. Your strong and focused intention will make it so. So what is being asked in this message by Master Elaine is very much along the same lines as, was, as what Master Joal is asking us to prepare for the future, near and far, to plant you know, a new crop in a sense for what we want to see happening in the years, in the years by. And what I, what I enjoy the most is like, I mean, we read one, two sentences. You are here now and we are deemed capable of going through this process by utilizing the wisdom and knowledge you have accumulated and gained throughout the ages to aid you in riding through it. You have within you all that you need to emerge victorious. And that goes back to this question I had about the vicissitudes and all the times, you know, that we go through the ups and the downs. And um, again, if we do look within, if we go down towards our um, little spelunking world, if you go into the cave of our inner art, we have everything you need. We have everything we need to, to move forward and to, to be victorious. It's just a question of, you know, thinking, thinking about it. Having the, I wouldn't say the intuition, but the reflex of going within and looking at the goal that we have within our heart, in a sense. And it's something that we so often forget, that we are so mesmerized by what goes on around us in the world, you know, all these signals sent by society or depressed signals sometimes or possessions, manipulations, whatever, wars, crimes. But again, if we look within, we have all what it takes to be successful, to be victorious, and there's been my message from the very beginning that it's important to look within. And again, I will say in closing that uh, this is where we need to go. This is near where we need to be um, 
digging in a sense and hopefully digging a little deeper every time. So please uh, keep being victorious and please keep digging. Thank you very much and I will uh, look forward to seeing you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us. Your personal journey, assisted by your guide and companion, Giles Asselin, will continue next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be sure to tune in again.